What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to another (laughs) Blazing Defender Report. This is episode 101. Uh, For those of you listening on iTunes, uh, this is typically a live show, and we kind of had an issue with the uh, stream, so I am attempting to get it going again, and I'm just kind of waiting for verification. Um, switch the camera, Travis. How about that? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, can you can you hear me? I don't give a shit if you can see me. Can you hear me? Can you hear what I'm saying? All right, I believe we are good to go. All right, really, really quick. Thank you for joining in. There's a lot of stuff going on. It looks like I fixed the lag. Yay, hooray. Uh, this is a live show, guys. Shit gets fucked up quite often, actually. And for you guys that have been there and you guys in the chat and listening, you know that. Um, but yeah, I, Dennis Rich Robinson and I are doing a Game of Thrones uh, show as well every week. We just did a preview show, episode one. We'll be doing episode two next week after, or this week, or next week after Game of Thrones episode two airs. It's more like a discussion show, man. It's not like a recap show or anything. So I think you guys will dig it. So uh, please tune in. Um, we've been getting, I've been getting a lot of good feedback uh, about it. What's up, Kurt Putin? Did I say it right? I think I got it that time, brother. Um, but yeah, so please check that out. If you like Game of Thrones, I think you'll really dig it. Um, I really like Dennis and I's chemistry, and that's we've been, we've gotten some real good feedback. I've gotten better feedback about the show than Dennis has. <laughs> it's a little inside joke between me and Dennis. Um, so very very cool stuff coming at you guys. But I am back. The Blazing Defender Report. The, the main show is back as of right now. We're going to be talking comic books. We're going to be talking about Star Wars. That's what I was talking about when the stream kind of crapped out. That's the reason I have a picture of my, my next wife right there, Gina Carano, who is going to be in the TV series The Mandalorian. And that's what I was talking about when the stream cut out. So I'll just pick up where I left off right there. Uh, the Mandalorian is a TV, a live Star Wars TV series. It is going to be done by John Favreau, the director of Iron Man. Uh, he was in Swingers. He did the Jungle Book. The guy's he's a genius. So I'm really, really, really hyped that he was on the project. I love the idea of the Mandalorian since I read the book, The Mandalorian Wars, from the Star Wars uh, extended universe novels. I'm pretty sure it's not canon, but I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't. I'd have to look at that list again. But um, it also has um, the guy, uh, Pedro Pascal, who I love as an actor. He was the Red Viper on Game of Thrones. He's the guy that pretty much whipped the mountains ass, and uh, until he didn't. So uh, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I really love that guy as an actor. He is going to be the Mandalorian. Which uh, Carl Weathers is going to be in it. And of course Gina Carano. Now Gina Carano's character. She's an ex-shock trooper. uh, That is I guess like some type of mercenary. The story from what we understand is. The Mandalorian is. This is after the Empire takes over. So the Empire is kind of running the Mandalorians out. Right. So they're on the edge. They're on the the outer rim. uh, If you will. The, 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 The territories that really haven't been explored. Where Snoke came from and where the first order actually originated now before i get into uh the star wars trailer breakdown there are there is a series of books called aftermath uh, and i will be talking about those here in just a second um that kind of deals more with what pushed uh some of these the they're not really criminals but these warriors out to the rim and had them looking for work like mercenaries 
So I'm sure Gina falls into this category. So I'm really, really curious to see how, what they've got her doing um, in, in this as well. Because, fucking again, I love fucking Gina Carano. So uh, that's, that's really, I'm ex- super, super excited for that, man. So that's coming. Uh, so well, fuck it, man. We just, we just kind of need to get to it. So we're going to get to the trailer breakdown right now uh, from episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay, now. You guys know that I've been very uh, disenfranchised with the Star Wars franchise. I did it again. I did it before the stream crapped out. I just did it again. Um, so I'm getting very excited. The Mandalorian's got me super, super pumped. I've been wanting some stories outside of the Empire, so to speak. So uh, the Mandalorian's right up my alley. I really, really dig that uh, as a storyline. I love the Mandalorians. I thought they were they were some bad motherfucker. I mean, they could actually take on Jedi's and hold their own. Um, so when I seen this trailer, I'm not going to lie to you. I was extremely pumped, extremely pumped. And uh, we're going to why you say? Well, we're going to get to that. Let's just go ahead and do it now. All right, here we go. All right, here you got uh, Ray doing some heavy breathing exercises, which is awesome because she is a fucking smoke show. I mean, she looks like she's 12, but goddamn, she's hot as hell. Now, why am I freezing in here other than you can see how hot she is? Okay, a lot of people are, I guess, assuming that this is Jakku. Uh, I've seen multiple, multiple, you know, breakdowns of this. They think it's Jakku. I disagree. I think she's back on Tatooine, especially being that J.J. Abrams has said that he's going to tie all three trilogies together to make it one, you know, an end, a cohesive ending, which I think is a monumental task, by the way. But being back on Tatooine, where it kind of all started for Luke Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, see, um, I think Tatooine would be the perfect place for Ray to get her training. And also, I don't remember Jakku having mountain ranges, okay? We know Tatooine, Tatooine has some mountain ranges because, you know, a lot of sand raiders and stuff kind of, uh, they hunt there in the mountain ranges. So, I believe that this is Tatooine that she's on right now. Okay, now I'm going to ro- roll it back really quick because I think this is important that you know. All right, that lightsaber that she has right there. That is Luke's original lightsaber, okay, that she got in Force Awakens that was destroyed in the last movie. Yeah, motherfucker, we know all that. So, you know, Jason, you keep saying Captain's lens flare. You know, I get it, but J.J. Abrams is fucking awesome. Like, he's awesome. Granted, he hasn't ended some things well. I didn't dislike the loss uh, finale like everybody else did. He really left things open to interpretation, and I'm cool with that. Uh, I didn't love it. Persons of Interest, I thought, ended really, really well. Um, yeah, so I get it. J.J. Abrams is the perfect guy. He started this. He should have gotten all three movies. That fucking, I don't give a shit. He could give me a thousand lens flares. It's going to be better than that turd Ryan Johnson gave us. Ryan Johnson, dude, his fucking ball should be ripped off by a goddamn rusty butter knife because of that shit piling steam of poo that he gave us that called it Last Jedi. So I hope, I pray that J.J. can do this. Uh, it's, it's a big task and Brian Johnson really put him that behind the eight ball. Now, again, back to this lightsaber, uh, there, there's so much shit is going to get retconned in this movie as opposed to the last movie. And there's two things I'm going to talk about just in this trailer. One is this lightsaber. It was destroyed in the last movie. Okay. She has obviously recreated it. Okay. So, in doing that, that is, if you know anything about the Jedis, and it's a very personable, a personal journey to craft their own lightsaber using kyber crystals and whatnot. That was uh, 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 released to us in the comic books. So, uh, for her to be able to repair that lightsaber, she has really came along in her training. So, I do believe there has been a time jump forward uh, maybe pretty substantial. She looks the fucking same. Um, I kind of would say like scarred her a little bit, like her training got kind of rough. 
But, you know, I get it why they didn't. Uh, she would still be super high. But so the, the, some time has went forward here the, where she has repaired this lightsaber. Now, a lot of people were speculating that this was Kylo Ren's TIE fighter. Okay, um, from and I thought it was too. I'll be honest. I thought it was too from first looks. Apparently, it is not. Um, unless they're changing the way his TIE fighter looked. There were some comparisons online. Its shape is kind of similar, but it's it's not the same. His was actually a little cooler looking than this one. Uh, so, not sure if they're training, if someone's actually coming after here. We're not sure. But what a fucking dope-ass... Uh, action shot to show us in the trailer. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I got pumped. I got fucking excited. Okay, and then you've got the First Order still wrecking shop, apparently. Uh, not sure who he's killing there. Okay, again, retcon anybody? Okay, Obviously, I don't know if this is Kylo fixing the mask. It doesn't kind of look, it looks like a kind of a bony hand actually there. Um, but I think, um, okay, Jason says, I think somewhere that's been three years. Okay, that's, it took Luke three movies to become a Jedi. So, yeah, that 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 helps. Uh, I'm sure not sure who the fuck was trainer. I guess a force ghost, but we'll get into that. But here again, another retcon from where Kylo had his little hissy fit and destroyed his mask from Force Awakens. He is he is repairing it here. Someone is repairing it for him. Uh, so again, another retcon from Ryan Johnson's movie. So you got the new droid. And, man, I don't know why, but I was so fucking happy to see Lando behind the Millennium Falcon. That's that's who should be piling it right along Chewie. So I was very, very pumped to see this. Get you excited. And then we got C-3PO. We haven't seen him and we very we have seen very little of R two. We didn't see any of R two in this trailer, uh, but we haven't seen neither of the droids a whole lot in this in this new trilogy. Okay, now this medal is uh, one of the medals that Leia actually gave to the crew to Luke, Han, and Chewie and them in the very first Star Wars: A New Hope. All right, now, when I first seen the trailer, I had no idea what this was. I was like, man, is that, a, is that an Imperial fighter or something that's crashed? It's a, it's a Death Star, okay? So, um, they are in either uh, two places. They are either in Endor or Yavin 4. So, whatever Death Star they're looking at, uh, that is the planet that they are on at that moment. I would assume what is kind of like grassy, like you look back here and, you know, they're all kind of like in a little grassy area. It's not very foresty like indoor was, but it maybe looked like some forest line behind them there in the clouds. So, but they could be Yavin 4. We haven't seen a lot of Yavin 4 in the movies. But so now we've got the Death Star and then the best, best part of the trailer Yeah, motherfucker. Darth Sidious is back. So, all right. Now, which has led into all kinds of other speculation. Uh, how is he back? Why is he back? What's he doing back? Um, and, you know, fuck, who knows, man, right? Now, he could be a force ghost. Um, or a Sith ghost. It's happened in the in the cartoon before. Darth Bane came back. Yoda actually battled uh, reincarnation of Darth Bane in in like a ghost form. He was kind of ah, looked like he was made out of ash. It was really really cool looking. Um, so it could be that. But now let's not forget that Darth Sidious Emperor Palpatine. He was trained by Darth Plagueis. P 
Plagueis was always looking for a way to cheat death, to recreate life through the dark side of the force. All right. So, and what he actually was able to do was start to manipulate midichlorian uh, uh, count. All right. He was starting to create life through midichlorians. So, and you know, if you're not reading the comics, the Darth Vader comic, which if you're a Star Wars fan, I don't know why you wouldn't be. In issue 25 of the first run, they established that Palpatine was Anakin's father. He manipulated midichlorians in Anakin's mother, and therefore he is the father of Anakin. So Palpatine learned how to manipulate midichlorians from Plagueis. All right, now, did he learn how to cheat death? Well, we don't know that. And it was actually not even really explained in Darth Plagueis, the novel. Um, all it said was he he had taught uh, Sidious. Sidious had learned everything he could from Plagueis, and, and Sidious killed him. He killed his master because it was a rule of tool. So, um, yeah, and they, they could go with the clone theory that was used in the Thrawn trilogy. That, that, I, I've seen that thrown around also. Um, I'm not sure how well that would go over because I don't know if you can be Force-sensitive as a clone. Have we seen that? Other than Starkiller, which was in the video game. Um, I can't remember the name of the video game. I'm sure you guys remember. It was a fucking awesome game. I still have it on my Xbox One. Uh, it was a 360 game, um, but it was fucking dope. And Starkiller was a clone that was that was Force-sensitive. But that that video game is not canon because I wish it was because I thought Starkiller was an, was an awesome character uh, or somebody that I liked to have seen. Uh, thought it was pretty neat how they had to utilize him in the story. So it was actually an apprentice that Darth Vader was creating so he could take on once he took Palpatine out, he would have an apprentice, you know, like a very powerful apprentice. So, yeah, very well could be a clone. Not sure how that would go over, but anything's better than what Ryan Johnson thought of. So, I'd go with it. Uh, it's just really, really cool to see Palpatine back. It looks like J.J. is going to at least attempt to try to, uh, you know, wrap all this up. Can you imagine taking nine movies and trying to make a cohesive ending? Now, again, to, to what the chat said, he hasn't ended things well. And, and and I would agree to that. I really would, for the most part. But I love I love his thought process. Even though Force Awakens was a letdown for me because I thought it was a rehash of more of the same. JJ, I feel like is very has very creative ideas, and I don't think we got we have got to see that yet. But I think he was planning on telling a story, and then Ryan Johnson was like, "Well, you know what? I don't like anything you did in Force Awakens. I'm going to change it." And that's exactly what Ryan Johnson did. I don't give a fuck what you say. You can like that movie. You can absolutely like anything you want to. But to say that he didn't change everything that J.J. had started in Force Awakens is horseshit. It's horseshit. Because as you see in this trailer, he's going back to what he did in Force Awakens. Which I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, so, there's that. Uh, very, very cool stuff coming, guys. Mandalorian. You've got, um, you know, uh, the, the the episode nine trailer. Apparently, celebration was a was a huge hit. Uh, Palpatine actually, the the actor, his name escapes me, but he was there uh, to kind of fan the flames after the after the trailer. You know, I think he said some things to the crowd and everything got him pretty pumped up. So it looks like Palpatine is going to play a role, which I'm super super pumped about. So hopefully. Um, yeah, uh, Jason makes a great point with Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy in st still in charge, which is just baffling. It is so baffling. It's so baffling. I mean, I you know, it, what I, I do, I'm going to give her credit on one thing. You know, they gave, they were so pumped about Last Jedi before it came out. They decided, and I say they, Kathleen Kennedy and um, I forget the other guy's name that's kind of in charge of all that stuff, you know, who, who gets jobs, basically. They gave Ryan Johnson the next three movies. Well, Last Jedi was so, uh, I don't want to say poorly received, but the fans were like very upset. 
fan, like true fans were very upset about that movie. And they took that away from Ryan Johnson. So at least they're able to say, ah, we might have fucked up here. Like we might have jumped the gun too much. You know, we thought for or last Jedi was going to be fantastic and fans were going to love it. Maybe we should we should rethink this. So at least they did that. But I agree. Kathleen Kennedy's a fucking goof. And uh how she's still doing shit. I fucking I just I have I have no idea. Really don't have any idea. Uh that was an image I should have put up while I was talking about this the whole fucking time, but I didn't. So anyway, uh but yeah, so you got the Mandalorian coming, you've got uh episode nine, big, big stuff coming. All right. Now, Avengers. Uh come on, man. Everything's a placeholder right now, right? Everything's a placeholder till we get to endgame. Endgame's two weeks away. Cannot fucking wait. I'm so excited. It's um I don't I mean I dude, it's the culmination of all of it, right? The culmination of everything is in this movie. Now, as 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 much as I love comic book fans and, and people that love the same shit that I love, you still got motherfuckers that want to watch the world burn. And someone, guys, you gotta be careful. You gotta be. You're you're fine on Twitch. I don't think you're gonna get any spoilers on Twitch, but there has been some footage released. Uh, it was uh, somewhere in the Middle East, I assume, because it was Arabic writing, and uh, that's subtitled in Arabic. So someone released the footage from a screening, and apparently the footage they released was very spoilerific. Okay, uh, so. Be fucking careful on social media because you're going to find them. There's people that want to ruin it for you. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Uh, I have been very, very scarce on social media just to get the show out and everything. Um, And that's all I'm going to do till I see the movie. Uh, Yeah, Dennis says, yeah, man, I already got my tickets. That's awesome. And let me tell you the story about how I got my ticket, okay? So... Uh, you know, I'm in a small town. Well, Louisville, you know, we're the 16th largest city, whatever. So I'm sitting at the firehouse and I have my fan- Fandango alert set on to tell me when tickets go on sale. So at 8.30, I get the push notification. Hey, in-game tickets are available. I'm like, oh shit. So, you know, I get on fucking Fandango. You know, everybody's brown me talking to me. I'm just fucking, I'm zoning them out. So I go to start looking at theaters. And I, my two go-to theaters that I go to, there was not one seat no, I'm sorry, not two seats next to each other available. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I went to another theater, same thing. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in panic mode. So I go to another theater. It's actually the closest theater to me. It's been redone. It's very nice. I may have been the sixth person to pick his seat. Couldn't believe it, right? Couldn't believe it. So I'm like, fuck, oh, fuck. So I get two seats, get me and Big Sam uh, a seat. So then, uh, my district chief, he and he's wanting to take his son. I'm like, hey, man. So I sent a text out to all my buddies. I'm like, dude, in-game tickets just went on sale. You got to get them now. Never seen this before. So they're going to get on, you know, get on the Fandango site. They get, they have to get in line. It, our screen actually comes up and says, you are now in line. Your approximate wait time is this. And there's a minute countdown. And it says, once you once you pick your seats, which this is what I found very strange, you had 20 minutes to pay for them. I'm like, so they're going to hold your seats for 20 fucking minutes? That's a long fucking time, dude. Five minutes. Five fucking minutes, man. My card's already in my Fandango account. I just, you know, I ain't even put shit in. I just fuck click purchase. So, anyway, I thought that was strange, but yes, tickets went fucking nuts. Of course, you all know, it set all the fucking records. Not a big surprise. This movie's going to make $2 billion plus. We might even hit the $3 billion mark with this. Um, and I just hope it's good, right? So, my whole point to all that was, you know, the Russos even released a letter saying, look, guys. Don't spoil it for for people because you know this is this is a big this movie's a big deal to fans and they and it really really is. So guys, be careful on the internet. All right, um, let's see what else do I have here. All right, yeah, that's basically it uh, on comic news though. Uh, we got some comic comic book news to to throw at you, which I normally don't have, but I thought you guys would dig this. Wolverine versus Blade. That is a comic that is coming. 
Uh, it looks to be really, really cool. I'm not sure the details or the synopsis yet. Um, hold on. I hear the Russo said they have faked a bunch of scenes in the trailers. Yeah, we know they do that, though, right? You know, uh, editing people out, which uh, recently a trailer has spoiled that. We found out who the edited person was, and it wasn't who I thought it was. So it was kind of shitty. But it does kind of explain how Tony either gets back to Earth or doesn't get back to Earth. I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, because I know there's several people in the chat that haven't been watched trailers. And Debo's one of them. What's up? Debo just got in the chat. What's up, brother? Uh, so I know Debo's one of them. Debo's like, man, dude, they released another fucking trailer today. I'm not watching it. I'm going in. I'm going in like a virgin, man. You know, and I'm like, absolutely, dude. So and I have been watching the trailers, and they really haven't spoiled a whole lot. Um, but you got to be careful. But yes, the Russos did do that. And R Mark Ruffalo filmed five different endings. Because Ruffalo is a fucking mouth. And he spoiled Infinity War. If you remember, everybody dies. And Don Cheetah was like, dude. He was like, am I in trouble? He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and you know, you thought, oh, they're fucking with you. And then you find out, holy shit, everybody basically did die. So, uh, so Ruffalo, yeah, they made him film five different endings. Uh, so, pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, so you guys, you got to be careful. You got to be careful out there. But, no, I thought you'd really dig this Blade Wolverine. Blade is making a big comeback. as being a part of the Avengers now. There's going to be a splinter group of Avengers that Wolverine's going to be a part of called the Savage Avengers. And they're going to be apparently super brutal. Maybe kind of like X-Force, but maybe not dealing with mutant shit. Maybe just dealing with, you know, Avengers problems. I don't know. But uh, apparently they're going to really be, you know, fucking some people up. So I can't wait. Uh, yeah, here's your script, Tom Holland, but it's blank. Exactly, motherfucker, because Tom Holland's just as bad, right? So, uh, but yeah, so that's basically all I've got in uh, comic book news. But uh, here, I've got uh, comic book news, but here, we got some comic book reviews for the week, guys. Um, some, some pretty good stuff. War of the Realms is out and running, and what I'm not, I'm not going to uh, review... War of the Realms or any of its tie-ins because I am reading it. Of course, it's Chase Naren. I'm reading it. Uh, but I'm going to give it an overall review. I think Big Sam's reading it. I think I'm going to have him on. Casey's reading it. And we're all going to discuss it since it's such a big story arc and there's so many tie-ins. I like to do single issues, uh, you know, in case you haven't read it or maybe I say something you think, oh, man, that sounds pretty cool. And that leads me to Assassin Nation. Uh, this man, if you remember, I think it was my first, I think issue one was pick of the week. This is a book that I just picked up. Uh, I thought it sounded cool and it looked, the art looked cool. It looked pretty violent. And I'm like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a book a week that I normally wouldn't read. And I'm going to tell the guys about it, whether it sucks or not. This was a fucking very pleasant surprise. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, it's about a group of assassins. But they're all trying to vie for the top spot. And the guy that had the top spot or is in the top spot, someone's trying to kill him. So in the last issue, he got together the top 20 top assassins. And they all know each other. And what makes this comic book cool is every assassin has his own, per he or she has his own personality. And what makes this, episode, this issue so cool is... They're all the ones that are left, mind you, from issue one, uh, 11 of them were killed. So now you've got the top eight. Okay, now the top eight. Because the top assassin has hired the top eight to protect him while he tries to figure out who's kill, who's trying to kill him. So in doing that, they're all kind of sitting around talking and they all want to talk about their first kill. Like you remember your first kill? And each person, like, no one's, like, because they're too tough to talk. They're like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, literally, they say, shut the fuck up, man. And then you see what they're thinking about. They're thinking about their kill. And this one dude, he was old as shit, but he was a hell of an assassin, apparently, still around. He is like, they're like, do you remember your first kill so long ago? And he goes, yeah. And they go, what was it? And he goes, what? What? <laughs> 
it's like he's got dementia or something. Well, there's a there's a battle scene that happens, of course. It's assassination. And right before this dude, uh, spoiler alert, he gets killed. But that's not the funny thing. The funny thing is he starts thinking about his first kill. And you got you to gotta see what it was, man. This is a fantastic book. Uh, I usually, uh, I don't remember the writer's name. But I've never known him to write anything before. Uh, like, I'm not familiar with him. But it's really, really good. The art's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, check this out, man, if you haven't already. From Image Comics. Image is doing a lot of good shit. But Assassination. Really, really, really good shit, man. So you should definitely, definitely check it out. Okay. Uh, my next book is, and you're all going to be like, oh, no shit. I wish uh, Marcos was in the chat because he, I don't know if he hates Batman or he just hates that I always talk about Batman. But we got Batman 69, I believe it is. Um, and it's, it says Dark Reunion. Now, Okay, you guys know how I feel about Tom King's Batman. It's fantastic. It's one of the best. He's one of the best Batman writers, if not the best man Batman writer of all time. Now, this storyline that has been gone on months and extended because of the Flash crossover and everything else. And then we had a couple one-shots. Um, it's really, really been diluted. I hate that it was done this way. It upsets me because I think this was such a good story. Batman has been basically kidnapped by his father, Thomas Wayne. Yep, that Thomas Wayne from the button. Now, apparently we thought he died when that timeline was destroyed, but apparently he didn't die, and he has teamed up with Bane. Now, they have... Uh, captured Batman and are pumping him full of Scarecrow's toxin, but it's a new toxin. Batman has immuned himself to every type of Scarecrow toxin. This is a new strain, but he sees the patterns, which is very, very cool. Okay, and he knows like Constantine came to him in one of his fever dreams or his visions and he knew then that Constantine was trying to help him get out of it. And then Batman started seeing the patterns and knew that he was in uh, one of Scarecrow's nightmares. So he knows how to get out of it. And that is to cr- make himself so afraid his adrenal, gl- adrenal gland kicks in. And the substance that he has injected himself with, when the adrenal spikes high enough, it will release in his bloodstream and he'll come out of it. That's Batman. Batman's always got a fucking plan. Okay. Now, in this, uh, Catwoman, of course, plays a big part in his subconscious. And it is part of what kicks him out of it. Now, will you think it is? But it's not. Again, Tom King is a very, very good writer. I hate that this has been uh, diluted as bad as it has. It's going to read great in a fucking trade though. It's going to read great in a trade. Get out all that other shit, um, with the flat, which that was a good story too. But you know, we, we want cohesive storytelling and this, they haven't given that to us, but this is very, very much back on track. And I guarantee you they're going to be wrapping up the storyline. So, uh, I give assassination 7.5, I give uh, Batman a seven. Uh, it's a good issue. It's not great, but we are getting back on track of this huge, uh, damn near you know two year story that Tom King's been trying to tell with Bane now appearing in the mix. Now this was really cool, and I want to show you guys this. This is Thomas Wayne and Bane fighting now. My biggest question was, why the fuck is Bane naked? Bane is naked, and I just couldn't understand why. And there's a there's a there's a scene where he kind of mounts Thomas. <laughs> you don't ever see his dick. It's not Bane dick. Like we had Bat Dick, you know. Nah, we don't get to see Bane's dick. Uh, but it's pretty massive, though. If I had to think about it, if it's proportionate, and he can inject venom. In his dick, like he does everything else, his dick would be fucking, you know, like Mandingo big. But anyway, uh, so they're fighting. And man, I tell you what, dude, Thomas Wayne is a bad motherfucker. 
But you also get to see why Thomas Wayne is doing this to his son, who he still claims to love. But the la- if you remember in the button, the last thing he said to Bruce before his timeline was erased, don't be Batman. So maybe that is something that is coming into play. Maybe he's doing this to take Bane and all the rogues down. Who knows? But uh, as of right now, Batman has huge, huge problems with Thomas and Bane teaming up to come after him. Uh, the chat says, leave it to Travis to get hung up on a bunch of dicks. Yes, hung up on a bunch of dicks. See what you did there. Yeah, that's pretty crafty, dude. Uh, yeah, but so uh, Batman is a seven. Please check that out and go back to where it leaves off. If I remember next episode, I will try to be like, okay, read these these issues. Leave these fucking issues out. It's going to read a hell of a lot better, I promise. All right, the next book. Uh, this It seems like I haven't read this in a long time, but I was really, really glad to see it come out this week. Gideon Falls. Uh, you guys know how I feel about Gideon Falls. It was one of my top five of last year. We're getting a new story arc in this one. Uh, it is called The Man That Is, I believe, uh, part one. And we're going, like, we're taking a trip back in time to the 1800s uh, inadvertently, mind you. By, and you're getting a story of a priest that was actually trying to stop Norton Sinclair, which we find out was the original Gideon Falls serial killer. Okay, again, Sorrento's art or Sorrentino's art is fucking mind-blowing, breathtaking. Jeff Lemire is writing one of the best things he's ever written, and that's saying something. He's a fantastic writer, but Sorrentino's art is 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 the best part of this. It is like acid trip, man. He really has the ability to transport a reader uh, into another world, and you get this wacky dimension shift and there is some time travel involved too so Gideon Falls is really really amping it up again I love the switch that they did with this new story arc very very excited for the rest of what Gideon Falls has to offer a seven I gave it a seven now I could have gave this book an eight uh but I didn't because it's the first part of a story arc and it grabbed me, which it's supposed to do, but it just, it, it, it didn't, it kind of kept doing the same thing, kind of jumped around, but I get it. It's what it's supposed to do, but uh, just, I give it a seven. It's, it's, it's still a fantastic comic book. And again, it's still on pace to be one of the best of 2019. Usually not my normal fare uh, as far as like serial killers. It's about this red barn, which is basically a portal that to another dimension, dark dimension, where somebody has come, or something, I should say, has come out. And uh, it's the man who smiles, I think, is what they're calling him. It's creepy as fuck, man. Like, this is one of the scariest, creepiest comics on the market that I've read in some, some time. Please check this out. I guarantee you, whether you're a superheroes guy or not, if, if you're kind of, you get tired, you know, you, you, hey, man, I like fruit. But if I ate apple every fucking day, uh, I might want a banana every once in a while, right? See what I did there? Okay, it's DM. See what I did there? Yeah, you want a banana every now and then. So uh, this is your banana. So you'll love it if you like fruit. All right. Uh, pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right. Pick of the week, guys. Um, it's, I, I, you know, uh, my man, Donnie Cates, he is the shit. And again, he shows you why he's the shit. Donnie Cates is probably the hottest writer going. Uh, he is coming to Little Supercon in November. <laughs> Cannot wait. I hope to grab him while I can before he, he reaches that fucking superstar status, which he kind of already has. But Guardians of the Galaxy has been a great ride so far. Um, Star-Lord has a new group of Guardians since basically everybody's either dead or they hate each other. Now, what I do not understand, and maybe somebody who's reading these can tell me why people hate Rocket. Like, Gamora wants to kill Rocket. And then you find out Groot is going to help her kill Rocket. So I don't know what the fuck Rocket did. So I need to figure that out because I'm like, oh my God. But anyway, um, 
Thanos' brother, Star Fox, has got his own group of Guardians that wants to kill Gamora. Now, what are you talking about? Backstory. You need some backstory if you're going to read Guardians. Thanos is dead. Gamora killed him. He uploaded his subconscious into someone else, or so he said. He gave his will to Star Fox. Star Fox shared it with all the most the most powerful beings in the cosmos that he knew. Okay? Some of these Guardians, uh, Dark and Guardians of the Galaxy, were in that room. They all decided to handle it a different way. The Guardians are like, look, man, it's not. we're, we're not going to kill Gamora. So we're going to go find out who this person is. So while they're doing that, the Star Fox created his own Dark Guardians with the Cosmic Ghost Rider and some others. Uh, uh, Gladiator from the Shi'ar Empire, which is basically amped up Superman without the magic um, weakness. And they are going to kill Gamora. So the Guardians find this out. They go to Rocket's homeworld thinking that Gamora would be there or that Rocket may know where she is. She is there. She's in hiding there. They're trying to help her before the Dark Guardians get there to kill her. Well, they didn't get there in time. So this is a fight between the Dark Guardians and the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's fantastic. The artwork's great. And Donny Cates has a perfect, he has a perfect balance of comedy. uh, But it doesn't get so slapstick that the weight of what's really happening is lost on you. But Beta Ray Bill is kind of the comic relief. And there's a moment between Gamora and Groot and Gladiator's just sitting there going, every morning I get up, I ask myself why I'm on this team. (laughs) Like, what am I doing? You know, but I love Beta Ray Bill. Um, I love Cosmic Ghost Rider. I hope that, you know, these Dark Guardians, once they're defeated, they find out that Gamora is not Thanos. We don't know who Thanos is resurrected in yet. Or even if he is, this could be a total feint on Thanos' part, just to fuck with everybody after he died. But we know Thanos ain't dead, guys, because Thanos number one is coming out very soon. Uh, so Thanos is definitely not dead. He's coming back somehow, some way. But I give this an eight. It's funny. The action's great. The art's great. Star-Lord sounds just like uh, Chris Pratt from the movies. Uh, he's... He's doing. He's he's talking shit to somebody, and Groot was like, "Quill, man, you better chill." He's like, "Groot, I'm doing something here." Like it's like, "Oh my god," that's exactly what Chris Pratt would say, right? Or that MCU version of Star Lord. So Donny Cates has the voice of all these characters down, fucking pat, which is what makes this such a very very cool story. Um, I think we have a pretty good guest though. Yeah, Jason, I agree. Yeah, I think I know who it is too. But uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to spoil it because this has been a good story. I love a good murder mystery uh, with assassinations. That's kind of the thing, right? They're trying to figure out who's trying to kill the top guy. But all the characters are just solely really, really entertaining to watch them interact. And they're also different. It's very, very cool. Uh, Gideon Falls, you still really don't know who this killer is. Is it Norton Sinclair or did a demon like get in Norton Sinclair, so that's kind of a, you know, a murder mystery. Batman, we think it's Bane and Thomas Wayne. Uh, we know they're involved some somewhat, but could the Joker be pulling the strings behind the scenes? We're not really sure yet there either. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of like murder mystery, who's behind the curtain kind of deal going on in comics right now. It's really, really cool. Um Yes, uh, Jason makes a good point. As long as it does not get who killed the watcher long, uh, yeah, that that ran that ran deep, uh, and it shouldn't have. It was kind of like Netflix MCU shows, right? Every every one of them was thirteen episodes, and they should have been eight. You know, eight would have been great pacing, great scenes. You know, you'd have really been hyped up for each episode. Thirteen, they stretched it out. They just it got long, it got boring. There was episodes and scenes you didn't need. Blah blah blah. So, yeah, let's hope it doesn't get that long. I don't think it will. Because uh, you've got Realm, or you got War of the Realms going on, which is the big event. This is just kind of a big side event. So, I don't think it's going to get that long. I think they're going to wrap it up and uh, get in time for Thanos number one coming out here in a couple weeks. Oh, and another thing coming out in comics, man. I'm fucking pumped about this. Deceased. Deceased. Um, it is basically, in a nutshell, DC Zombies. 
And it's uh, there, there's going to be some fantastic covers, man. I've already ordered a couple. The Batman, Superman, zombie covers. It is DC Zombies. Uh, you've got superheroes that are going to be zombies. There's also a, a real rare Harley Quinn uh, variant cover of her as a zombie that looks amazing, but it's really expensive, so I didn't get it. But uh, you should check it out online. The artwork's fantastic. I think I can't remember who did it, but it looks really, really good. But DC Zombies is coming out. It's called Deceased. I think it's a couple weeks away. But uh, I'll definitely have it here when it when it hits because I'm very excited about it. I love Marvel Zombies. And I think this is going to be a bigger uh, event than Marvel Zombies was. Because I think it's going to encompass the entire DC Universe. Like, there's going to be uh, crossovers and, and stuff. Uh, issues that, you know, kind of like War of the Realms where they've got some, some crossovers, some tie-in issues. So, very, very excited about that. But other than that, guys, that's all I got, man. Uh, there, there's a lot of a lot of more uh, of the realms tie-ins this week. Uh, like I am reading them, but I just didn't review them. I'm going to review them all on another show. Don't forget to check out the Twitch channel, man. Go to Twitch, sign up for the notifications. You get a notification every time I go live. It could be Game of Thrones, it could be Star Wars. Uh, Sam and I are going to be doing a Shazam, a Hellboy review coming up. I'm just, you know, trying to work with him on a schedule. And then, hey, guys, it's fucking in-game time, right? So there's going to be a lot of material coming on Twitch channel, man. So so stay tuned. Sign up for those notifications and uh, and be ready, man. Be ready if you're watching Game of Thrones. I know some people said they weren't watching Game of Thrones yet. They were waiting. I get it. Go back and rewatch the shows. And then you'll be like, oh, my God, you guys were so stupid. It was this the whole time, you know. So, uh, But it's, we're having a lot of fun, man, with it. Uh, and that's the kind of content that I want to do with Twitch. There's other shit I want to do. There's other TV shows I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it's always going to be comic books, man. We're always going to be talking comic books on the BDR report. But that bonus material, you're going to get exclusively on Twitch, man. So, and if you know somebody you think might like the show, man, send them a link. Be like, hey, man, just check this guy out. You know, just watch him live for a few minutes. You know, he's a retard. You know, just he'll make you feel better about you. No matter like how dumb you think you are, watch this guy for five minutes, and you're gonna be like, "God damn, I got it made." So, guys, I want to thank everybody that was in the chat. I know it was kind of short notice on on the show. Um, oh yes, I am gonna talk about the boys, but Casey really wants to do a show with me about it, so I'm waiting closer to the uh, launch, and. I'm going to do a, we're going to do a preview show kind of like we do for Thrones. So maybe me and Casey Strolls are going to be doing a boys, the boys show, kind of like Dennis and I do a show for Game of Thrones. That's the idea. Yes, I am super stoked for Garthinus the boys. I love that. I love Butcher. Uh, and I, Kyle Urban being the Butcher was perfect casting, man. Perfect casting. So I'm really, really excited to see how they integrate the superheroes and everything. So, yeah, Prime TV, guys. Prime is getting the boys. It was Garthina's comic book. It was awesome. Uh, basically about a kind of like a, an NSA group that was assigned to watch superheroes. And these superheroes were pieces of shit. But, like, you couldn't let the public know that. It's just like today, right? Like, if you knew, um, I don't know, fuck, who's everybody love? Oh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby's perfect example. Like, so Bill Cosby, everybody fucking love Mr. Huxable, right? Then you find out he's roofing bitches and fucking them in the ass, uh, you know, uh, without them knowing. So now it's like, oh, my God. So can you imagine Superman who's fucking roofing bitches and fucking bitches in the ass and fucking just, you know, dropping them off somewhere in another country or some shit flying away? Yeah, the boys, they handle that shit. So, and they're not fixing problems. They're fixing the person that's causing the problem. They're called in when it's the shit needs to be fixed. They're fixers. They're they're the wolf of the superhero community. So, very, very cool. And I really don't know how the synopsis for the TV show is going to be. But that's how it was in the comics. And I really hope they stay true to that. I'm sure they will. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming. But, yeah, a lot of stuff's coming, guys. A lot of stuff's coming. Uh, I plan to bring it all to you in some form, uh, some way. Hey, I want to apologize for the chat being, or the uh, the stream being fucked up this morning. Or, shit, god damn it. The stream being fucked up at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm glad we fixed it. Uh, and, again, guys, don't forget the audio's on iTunes. And I'm hoping tomorrow to get a lot of video content up on YouTube and Facebook. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure they're staying up for 30 days on Twitch, but I'll go back, and if they are being erased, I'm going to re-upload them on Twitch. So that way, there'll be three avenues for you to see all the video content, and always on iTunes, guys, always on iTunes. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for the chat. Always appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, it was a, The 100 show was fantastic. I had a fucking ball. Seemed like you guys had a great time watching it and listening. Really, really appreciate all the love and support, man. And uh, I'll see you very, very soon. Okay, guys. Peace out. <laughs>